welcome, 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 Starfinders, to episode four of Cosmic Crit, a Starfinder actual play podcast. I'm Jabert, your favorite player, your downside gang slayer, and your podcast mayor. Guys, thank you so much for downloading and listening. Thank you for leaving us those five-star reviews on iTunes. Those really help us out a whole bunch. They help us get the show out to new folks, which is just so critical to help this podcast be successful and reach enough folks, make this a thing we can do for the rest of recorded time, or at least until the gap starts. So, if you haven't reviewed us, go do that right now, while you're thinking about it. Not if you're driving, that's dangerous. But as soon as you're not driving, why don't you take that review thing out for a spin and uh, help us out? Also, we really heavily rely on word of mouth to reach new listeners. If you've got a gaming group or friends and family who are interested in podcasts that you think might enjoy this show, let them borrow your earbuds for an hour or so. Well, don't do that, because those are your ear germs, and you keep those. You keep them in your ears. Let them listen on their own earbuds, but do tell them about the show. Just popping back in to tell you about a new thing, which you may have already seen over on Twitter, Facebook, or Reddit. It's Cosmic Crit's first listener submission challenge we would like you to write up an npc we're going to select three of the npcs you create and they will appear on a future episode of cosmic crit when you submit be sure to include the npc's name their preferred pronouns their race their occupation a short bio and any other extra info you wish for us to be aware of. You can submit your NPC by writing to cosmiccrit at gmail.com. We'll also be taking submissions over on the Cosmic Crit Facebook page. For more information, go to cosmiccrit.com. Thanks so much, and anyway, I'm going to get out of your ear holes and kick it back over to Patrick so we can start this episode up. Get ready for episode four, Paperwork on Absalom Station. I'm kidding. It's called the Creel Deal. Last time on Cosmic Crit. I refuse to talk to the police and be helpful in any way whatsoever. We fought some goblins. The goblins put us to the test with a murder bot, which we deftly defeated. Metalhead went down. The team learned that goblins can be philosophers too. Philosophoblins? We got snacks, and they were stamina restoring. Knack learned that you could not roll a sense motive on snacks. (laughs) (laughs) Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. Oh boy! (laughs) Episode number 4. How are you guys doing? So good. Oh, I don't believe you. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. Real quick introductions. Round the digital table. To my left is Drew. Hi, Drew. Hello. To his left is Jabert. What up, Jabert? Hey, everybody. I'm Jabert. I'm playing Andis. Uh, Now I have to go back and say who I'm playing. Good evening. (laughs) Miles, say good evening again. Good evening. Ooh, it's very good evening. And to his left, Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. Hello. And definitely not least, but certainly last, Tyler. Hello. Are you making fun of me? (laughs) That was was dynamite impression. 
Well, was it good? No, I was just trying to use my best girl voice. I wasn't making fun of your voice. I was just trying to be the best girl voice, and I don't have any. I don't have a lot of models. So that was definitely I your, Rebecca. I went with, <laughs> I went with your like. I went with your little diphthong of voice and volume, but that came out bad. I shouldn't have done that. You just <laughs> my pencil. <laughs> Did you break your pencil? I, if it helps, I've been drinking. It's not a you know. We've we've all been, I'm sure. Do you guys have uh, uh, Labor Day plans? Labor Day's coming up. Dragon Con. Dragon oh, Con. Is that that? I wish I could go. I I want to be there so bad. I'm so jealous well, of you guys. I think yeah. I think it it'll be Labor Day when this episode comes out next week. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah you guys. You yeah. guys should come down to Dragon Con and. Uh, Meet those of us that will be there. It's going to be a good time. We're going to try to uh, schmooze with some some Paizo folks, and uh, it's going to be fun. At yeah, that point, probably. I will have moved into my new house. And, <gasps> uh, yeah. Wow. At that point, uh, uh, as of the next time you guys hear me in my new house, um, I'll have up some baffling. So like all this like <laughs> echoing that's happening right now, not going to be as much of the case. Yeah, You'll but, be in the podcast dungeon. Exactly. That's exactly what I'll be at. <laughs> You'll be confined to the the dungeon space. Well, um, can I, can I just describe what what I'm in right now? I'm in a like a, basically a closet, um, and I have a uh, I have my dresser <laughs> just kind of like pulled up into the door, just because it happens to fit against the door. And then I've got a piece of cardboard sitting on top of that to kind of really block me in here. And yep. it's, it, whenever I exit this dungeon, it feels like I'm coming out of like a vault and like Fallout or something. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds uh, that sounds bad, but not as bad as Patrick's little uh, tent he set up. Oh <laughs> yeah, spooky I'll, tent. I'll put it up on the the Twitter. But uh, yes, that. I don't have it up right now, but I kind of wish I did because it was a fun little blanket fort that I made. Yeah, for Patrick, I'm sorry, bud. It made no difference in your audio quality. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I, but it was it was so much fun knowing that you were in like a ghost costume. It was like twice, the, twice your size. You looked like a giant ghost, and it was amazing. And I love. Um, can do. I, I like I said. I do want to bring that back. But what I really want to do right now is get back into the action, guys. Uh, where were we? What happened last week? Well, last week uh, was a lot of uh, political stuff. We had to talk to the mm-hmm. security officer who came in and checked on the carnage that was our fight with the Dockside Kings and what were the other guys? Level twenty one. Level twenty one crew. Level twenty one crew. They weren't as effective in the fight, so I don't remember them as much. Uh, I believe so there, there was a robot in a box. It's my oh, robot yeah. in a box. Yeah, some goblins uh, put us up to this murder bot or something like that, and we it, totally murdered the murder bot. They oh, were philosophers. Sweet, sweet they were poetry. <laughs> they were. <laughs> yeah, t- I was going to say they were philosopher goblins, and also <laughs> Andus used the power of honesty to get us into a meeting with kids. kids, kids. Uh, that's. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> write like it out phonetically. Guy's for you guys, data I, I like you just being able, trying to repeat what I'm repeating. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna continue down that path. No, no one, no one. Why can't you say that? Yes, Drew's got it. There you go. Perfect. Yes, we all know how to pronounce checks, Max. That's like fiddle faddle. That's canon. His, uh, his name is Chexman. Yeah, so, all right. So, last week, the most exciting ending to an episode of Cosmic Crit yet. 
uh, we found you guys doing paperwork in a in an office building, basically, yes. in, in the conference room of an office building. But what happened that closed us off was there was a late-breaking news story mm-hmm. um, that cut into the programming on the vid screen. Mm-hmm. So there's two newscasters behind a desk overlooking the, the park in the eye. And this is, you know, like a, a pretty major news channel, Channel Zero or Station Zero. Uh, so you see the two newscasters, and, and one of them says, Breaking news from beyond the Armada. A vessel with a missing call insignia has brought an asteroid to within Absalom Station's orbit. Absalom Station News Channel Zero has exclusive information on the ghost ship. Our sources have identified the ship that exited drift space a few days ago as the Acreon, a mining vessel that was reported missing last second day. The Acreon's crew's whereabouts are unknown at this moment. Station Security and Pact World Defense Forces have detained the asteroid it was hauling, and are following quarantine protocols while investigations are underway. Please follow our InfoSphere data stream for news alerts regarding this story and more at the ASNC Zero feed. Andis Andis uses the uh, the data pad to follow the info stream. He he, he navigates to it and he clicks follow. I'm gonna need a a very simple computer check from Andis. To... <laughs> That's a twenty five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So you you follow all the Twitters that they have. You follow everything ASNC Zero has putting out there. You are also able to connect to the Wi-Fi in the Starfinder Society. Not oh, an easy task. So yeah. How about that? Pretty, yeah, that's what you get with 24. Well done. Well done. Uh, yeah, so, uh, I mean, you can you can read about that and you can get more information about that later, but uh, that cuts in. Uh, you guys might have heard rumblings about this before. It's kind of a serious thing when unidentified ships come into you know Absalom Station's orbit because if someone drops a rock on Absalom Station then hey millions of people die so it, it was a, a hubbub a few days ago was it just that the ship was running dark or did it literally just like appear out of the drift yeah unfortunately there's like very few details there's like tons of rumors going around about mm, what gotcha. happened but it uh it uh, just appeared out of the drift and it was hauling a, a huge rock behind it, like an asteroid hmm Oh. Interesting. Um, can I make a can I make a simple culture check to uh, see what those rumors were? Uh, yeah. See, see if you heard some. Maybe you heard some in the the HUD bar uh, the previous night when you're just minding your own business and got got attacked by the strong Absalom movement. We're on Twitter uh, just now. I mean, he did just follow all of you, Twitter. Apparently, you followed all the Twitters. Space Twitter. Oh, hey, how about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you you might have heard some rumors. You know, people were talking about you know all the crew it's dead or all the crew were were taken hostage just everything flying around there's no solid information so all the rumors are the craziest thing that people can come up with <laughs> okay great so after several minutes you guys are filling out uh the the paperwork and the data pad you're enjoying the snacks here in the conference room of the starfinder society a like a mid-level kind of functionary another intermediary comes and says off Hello, all. Thank you for your patience. Uh, if you follow me, I will uh, escort you to Jiskis' office. Very Thank good. you. So uh, this gentleman leads you towards a turbo lift at, in the center of the building, and you guys ascend several floors of the spire and led into a large office with what looks like artifacts and, and relics from several places around the, the pack worlds and beyond, different planets, all kinds of things adorning the walls. Most of them seem... Sheeran, 
uh, or maybe swarm related. So there's a lot of small totems and, and sculptures uh, of like insectoid races lining the, the shelves to one side. And what you see sitting behind the desk is a simple Sheeran moderate dress clothes um, with a Starfinder Society insignia on them. Uh, anybody that has life science or uh, uh, want to do a culture check for me, you can go ahead and roll that now. I've got life science. I have rolled a so, 20 culture. and uh, so 15 plus 5. Uh, plus 7, so 14. And okay. I'm also adding 4 to my uh, expertise day. Oh boy, 24. Uh, so both you and Ramy, Mac and Ramy, know well that this is a Sheeran, uh, and it is not a male nor a female. It is the third Sheeran sex gender, uh, often referred to as a host, and they use the pronouns of they, them, and themselves. Uh, and you are to assume this is Cheskisk sitting behind the desk. So you guys are ushered into the room. The Sheeran at the desk stands as you enter, their antennae twitching slightly which you might have seen in another Sheeran before, is, is kind of like a, an unsettling or just kind of like twiddling their thumbs. They sit when you are all inside and they make a hand gesture and invite you to do the same. There, there's like a couch in the back of the room and there are two chairs right before the desk. Who, who wants a, a chair front and center? I sit in the middle of the couch. I force, I force two people to sit down next to me. I'll sit next uh, to Andis. I should, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a good talker. I should probably sit down as well. I'll take a Edris would take a chair. I remain standing. <laughs> Ever the rebel, Ramy Stander. Oh I'll man, that... I'll just, just leave against the uh, door frame. Such a simple question, but that answered so many things about your characters. I love, <laughs> I love that. I'm just to confirm, Andis did not scoot over. He's still sitting <laughs> way too close to Alindra. <laughs> did, did you like line up the exact very center? Uncomfortable. <laughs> right. Hey there. It might be a love seat. I'm not certain. <laughs> right. So as you guys get comfortable or don't ring me, uh, telepathically, the Sheeran speaks into your head and says, Please, may I send for anything for you? Uh, I like tea. I also like soda and coffee, perhaps filtered water or juice, uh, an intoxicant. Uh, I do not imbibe at work, but I do not judge. After all, you seem to have had some morning getting to here. Would would any of you like anything? Andis would like a tea. She like tap some things uh, on the keyboard. Um, yeah, rye whiskey. Oh, oh, wow. Okay, yes, that is something that I guess we can get. <laughs> I would like a cred stick with three hundred fifty credits on it. Not a beverage, but I'm writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing for me, thank you. Edris is fine as well. All right. So yeah, maybe a moment later, that that same intermediary. Starfinder comes in with rye whiskey and what was the what was the best? Tea? Tea. Tea. Oh, and great 350 combo. Where's my 350 cred stick? Right. I, I look at Raimi and I say, but if we combine your whiskey and my tea... I like where your head's at, buddy. Yeah. Got, it's got, got whisk, whisk. whisk tea is what it's called. Whisk, whisk tea. Whisk tea. Whisk. So yeah, once again, the uh, Chiskisks, they are speaking telepathically to you guys and they say... Why are, are you not here with without Mr. Creel? W was he not on the transport vessel? Oh, he was. Can, can I do a, a can I do a diplomacy check to ensure <laughs> to to make sure that we let this uh, Sheeran down easy about the death of his friend? He's fucking dead. 
Jesus. Man, that's Raimi. Um, go ahead and make make me a diplomacy check next. And that's also, pl- that's plus our... se- so I rolled an eight, that's plus seven. What is that? Fifteen? Uh yeah, yeah. So you, you might start what what do you say to, to break the news? Well, uh Oh, I just did. You see he called us out there to to talk to him and suddenly there was a fight. Don't know if he was involved, don't know if he knew what was about to happen, but uh, he was taken down pretty quickly. But we determined to to get here to make sure that we fulfilled our part of the agreement. The Sheeran does some tapping on a computer in front of them. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh, okay. I, I see now the, the report. I am, I'm sorry that I cannot welcome you to Epsilon Station under better circumstances. I... I wish I could assure you that such violence is not a daily occurrence this side of the spike, though even if I did, I, I realize that is likely small comfort to you. Well, can I, anyone truly be welcome on Absalom Station? Let's be honest. I, I wish we were able to meet in better circumstances, but I am pleased none of you seem to be seriously hurt, but I, I, I grieve for Creel's death. He was a valued member of the society. Dear friend. I regret your loss. Thank you. Do you, have, do you have any idea what he wanted us to work on or why he was calling us to that particular location? Uh, the Sheeran seems to be in their own mind, perhaps saying a prayer. They look back up and says, I, I'm sorry, but what, what was your question? And do you know why he called us there? Uh, yes, he he was putting you together for perhaps uh, teamwork. He, he was looking to get some new recruits. We had set up a conference room for your training this morning. Was, was there a specific purpose to the formation of this team? The Starfinder Society is very short on manpower these days. Creds, we have resources, but good people that know their way around the station and the Pact Worlds. We are in dire need. He was a recruiter and a trainer and a liaison, one of the best. I, I, uh, Andis leans forward, like, slightly, even though the, like, the, the sofa is, like, several feet away from Nack's chair, and Andis leans forward and says, Ask them if it's possible he was assassinated. As though it were, like, quiet and, like, a secret, but, like... <laughs> Perfectly loud enough for everyone to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Including Jessica Scott. Yeah. Andrus just is like, I, is there any reason that the gang members might have assassinated Creole for any particular reason that you might know of? Uh, they lean forward and they're looking at their computer screen and they, they type out you know, a couple more things. Jessica says, What puzzled me is the reasons behind this attack. Uh, according here to the Security Corps' incident reports, the two gangs involved Downside Kings, level 21 crew. Hmm. While the, the violence is not uncommon on the station, gang wars do break out. They, they usually confine themselves to more lawless sectors in the spike, perhaps the puddles. It is very rare for street gangs to battle openly in public areas like the docks. Yeah, that's why we we think Creole may have been involved and part of the reason why they were fighting there. Unfortunately, he he was off station and and coming back via transport shuttle. Publicly listed, I I suppose his information could have been hacked. Uh, GM, I, I have a question. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I don't have a plus five to 
culture checks against underworld but it's a minus five against culture checks uh to yeah. underworld yeah yeah for your theme right your, yes your for my outlaw theme, theme. Yeah. and i that, i came in use already it's uh that's that's a great theme um especially with dealing with two gangs do you yeah. have a specific question you want to answer like I, a, I, i'm just wondering if there's, you want to recall if there's anything that i know about either of these two gangs that might let me connect uh the the deceased uh starfinder society member to a gang or what one of these gangs might want to kill a starfinder member over so yeah j- yeah just make a general that's going to be a culture uh, general culture check see okay so you roll so i've rolled a, very- i've rolled a 19 which should be against whatever yep. uh, uh minus five i, I would i'm gonna want to add my expertise die to this I'll, I'll stop you there because i mean you you know really of no connective fibers between starfinder society which are actually really kind of focused outward from absalom station they're they're trying to solve mysteries about the expansive universe and they they kind of patrol outside on different worlds and you know go on missions and things like that um so they're kind of outwardly facing and i guess most of the gangs on absalon are kind of small potatoes compared so nothing that you've heard of with these gangs or with the underworld has really run in the same circle as the starfinder society so you actually find it it would be very odd if for some reason these gangs decided you know oh we have to go kill this one specific society member you you would think that'd be very odd do I know anything about, well, I guess I don't need to know anything about why two gangs are fighting each other, because that makes sense in some way. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense to you, but you are confused like Chiskis, uh about, you know, <laughs> why would they be doing it in a, a docking bay, which is, you know, pretty regularly patrolled. The police the security corps' response time there is actually really good, so they would have known that they probably only had less than a minute to fight, you know, before before they were had a retreat so that's both those things are weird so that's an interesting point and Mm -hmm. andis doesn't necessarily know that but so was the response time longer than it usually is no no we we did a a culture check earlier on the absalom security corps the asc um we're just really slow in combat so far they they were (laughs) yeah they were really they were there within like a minute or two which is about the time probably takes to get from the the center of the arm um they're on like a, a hover vehicle Oh, okay, okay, because the time that we were taking was just, like, us searching, checking the bodies and that sort of thing. Yeah, Yeah, from the end of your fight in Bay 94 to them arriving on the scene was maybe, like, two minutes. Like, it it was very, it was very quick. Okay. Which is why you weren't able to run quickly away. So, uh, Chiskis hears you guys talking, uh, (laughs) hears Andis' (laughs) question aloud, and they say, "I, I, I, too, cannot help but wonder whether all is as it seems. There must be a reason why those two gangs were at Docking Bay 94 at that time. The time of Creel's arrival on the shuttle, coincidentally. But was it a coincidence? Do we know what else was on board that transport vessel at that time? I have schematics here. It was passengers from out on another ship in the Armada. Nothing seems out of the ordinary. 
No other society members were on board. I, I do, do not think? know exactly where Creo was coming from. He did message me saying that he was off station and that he would be back tonight for drinks. Do, do you think we could hunt down one of these gang, one of these, you know, gang's hideouts and question them directly? That is a possibility, but that is dangerous work. And if you were to take it up, I would want you to do it under the banner of the Starfinder Society on our payroll. Hey, if it's on your payroll, then I'm happy. If you, if you all are able to find out, was Creel just an unlucky bystander caught in a crossfire? Or, or might, might he and you have been specifically targeted by these gangs? If so, why? There are many unknowns here. Many possibilities. Too many choices. Too many loose threads. Yes. Raimi finishes off his whiskey and is like, yeah, I have an unfinished uh, question. Uh, what were you brought together for in the first place? That is something... Creel was working on. He must have had some idea of a mission. Any sort of data or notes or any official documentation of what our mission was supposed to be on? That is something I wish we can ask Doravor if he were with us right now. But Anda stops paying attention and starts trying to hack, uh, look for um, mm -hmm. uh, secured files on the data pad. Sure. So you can make a computer check for me. Wow, man, so good at computers. Twenty-five. Wow. <laughs> uh, you you find nothing, unfortunately encrypted. No, nothing. It you know actually looking through this data pad, it looks pretty pretty stripped down. It doesn't look like he really used it at all. Imagine there are like some some search bars that are installed and like <laughs> some what should we call it? Some spam apps and things like that it's like a, a person not very good with the infosphere with, with the internet their their computer right. like that, they, they just don't use it really you no know, use it to send grand grandkid photos to their friends yeah, <laughs> not, not a whole okay. lot he, he, he wasn't really an old dwarf but he, he didn't seem like he cared too much about this technology it's probably something that he got as a starfinder society member just so they can keep you know keep tabs on him but he, he seemed a little more analog but, oh, yeah, good question. So Chiskis is going back to the conversation, says, Find out what happened and, and why. It, it may be a simple matter of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. I have no doubt station security will probably rule it so. But if Creel was murdered, I, I would like to find justice for my friend. All right. So, St. Creel. Fair enough. At the same time, this will give you an opportunity to demonstrate your own skills and abilities and to add to your data file at the Society and see if you're worthy of the title of a full Starfinder Society membership. I, I do have one question. Yes, Mac? Let's just say we do figure out what happened. What, what sort of payment might we be offered for this information? That is an excellent question. There's more tapping at the computer screen. I, I could not forget this. Your signing bonus. We will have hardwired into your accounts. Uh, you guys can, can check if you have a, a computer or data pad. Um, you immediately get 200 credits added to each of your accounts. Yes, in addition to the 150 from last week. So. Uh, yeah, but you, uh, if you guys want to divvy that up evenly from the, the gang members. Yeah. yeah. I don't, but I will. <laughs> uh, yeah, so just because awesome. you know, it gives you because more... Because Andis knows math. <laughs> <laughs> Chiskis gives you some more pleasantries, you know, wishes you good luck and, and invites you to get settled in on the station. If you haven't already, you know, recommends hotels and then asks you just to get started on the investigation. And that, that's that is your meeting there. Awesome. You guys are kind of set loose. What do you want to do? Um, as we're kind of walking out, I would kind of look over at Nack 
and just he was like, do you think you could drum up the locations of these Dockside Kings and what? Downside Kings, but yes. Level 21 crew, figure out maybe where their home bases are, and then maybe we can pay them a little visit. I have to ask you, why, 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 why do you want to go looking for trouble? I have to ask you, these are small time gangs. They were fighting each other. Yes, uh, a Starfinder Society member was caught in the middle, but what? why do you want to go after these guys? It sounds like you're looking to punish these these small fries, these little guys, these tiny little dudes for, for something that uh, maybe, maybe they're not even that responsible for. Hey, if it takes cracking the heads of some of the small fry so we can get to the big fry and I can get paid by the society folks... I'm down for it. I'm just saying we might need to massage the situation a little bit before we go cracking skulls. Do you see what I'm saying? You you hard boil the egg before you crack the shell, if that makes any sense. I don't know who you want to go massage, but if you want to talk to somebody and you know someone to talk to, then give it a shot. But I just want to I just want to make sure. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, just make an intelligence roll for me. You were you were on to something earlier, and I want to see if your character has got the got the same thing stuck in his little furry crawl. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm. Uh, roll me a d20. A d20. A twelve. What's your intelligence modifier? Your bonus. Twelve. No. no. No bonus here. Oh, I'm sorry. My in, my int my intelligence that's ability score. Sorry, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Maybe my, it's a modifier. my modifier. My modifier is one. So uh, it's something you mentioned before. So you get a little bit of bonus here. But uh, besides the gangs, you, you yourself found it really odd that they would focus on a Starfinder Society member. So if you don't want, if Nack doesn't want to look into the gangs, maybe there's something. You know, with Creel, you can look into Creel as well. Okay. Should we maybe look into this this star, so-called Starfinder Society member before we go after these 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 chumps, these uh, these pronking nobodies? I mean, he was definitely a Starfinder Society guy. He had the badge, but if you want to check out, like, does he have an apartment? Is there a, a home we can go look at? Hmm. Andis can answer that. Sorry, Andis. Was there anything on that data pad? Wait, what? <laughs> Andis, was there anything on that data pad? Uh, oh, 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 about the guy's home. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you're in the middle of buying a home yourself. You should know the process. I, well, I know, I know. I just, I mean, I mean I, I'm just saying. I just, I didn't realize that they were still using data pads for home purchases. In the, I mean, there might be like a, a message or a note that says that he took residence up somewhere. You know, we're clutching at straws here. We don't have a lot to go on. Give us a break. Andis, if... All right. uh, if you do look through his datapad, it, it does have a home address for him because it's got his file in there. Excellent, excellent. That's another twenty-five on computers. Jesus. Oh, geez. I I don't. I I I'm think I can only roll. I think I can only roll twenty-five for some reason. Uh, I mean, it's number three that you've rolled so far. Uh, what's interesting is you can roll a one and still get a ten, which means you, you can basically log into like any simple computer, and uh, you're really good at you know uh, surfing the infosphere, uh, looking for uh, simple information. Does anybody know where this address is? I do. Apparently, <laughs> well, no, actually, th- this will take a culture check to. Oh, to that's, why, get down. that's why I asked. can. Can <laughs> I also can I also make this culture check? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you should probably make all. <laughs> yeah, so you do recognize it as a a ring address, kind of on the 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 arm docker district 
of the the outer ring. So it's the area that a, a lot of the the longshoremen or you know, the uh, stevedores kind of call home. Kind of a, a lower class neighborhood, but not a dangerous one. Um, so is that is that where you guys are headed now? Yeah. Um, do we know anything about either of the gang's presence in that neighborhood? I asked Knack about this. I was about to say, Knack probably has that general information without having having a role. The level 21 crew, you, you know, they, they operate on level 21 of the Spike, which is where, Andis, you're from. Um, oh, that, not, that makes not sense. Not your level. Um, you're, you're up a little bit higher, perhaps. Yeah. But... The, the downside kings, the down in downside kings is the spike. So they're almost all the major gang activity is down there. It's the it's the lower class, but it's also the crime rid area of Absalom Station. Mm-hmm. So can I ask a question about Absalom Station? Please do. I love it um, so much. I, th- I think it's just such a great setting. Yeah. So, so I mean, like, so, like, I'm hearing kind of like, like upper and lower. Mm-hmm. Um, do these roughly sort of hue to upper and lower kind of class, like, you know, socioeconomic classes within Absalom Station? Sure. Well, let's break down Absalom just real quick. There are the arms, which are kind of the star-like appendages of mm-hmm. the station. I don't know if, if you guys Google an image of it, we can we can throw it up and take, take yeah, a peek. that's a good idea. There's the arms, yeah. Uh, t- take a look at, at the Absalom Station. The eye is the center, and there is a huge park, uh, Jatembe Park, I believe is its name, in the middle and there's there's trees there's fresh air it's the very rich neighborhood so that's like downtown manhattan if we're, if we're talking new york city it's like upper or, east side yeah yeah upper east side yeah it's around the park of course yeah. <laughs> uh and then the ring is kind of the burrows um maybe outside of manhattan and that the ring just goes around the dome of the eye the arms reach out from the ring and they are mainly for transportation because Outside of the station, at any given time, there are hundreds of thousands of ships. Some in like a permanent orbit around the station. Uh, some that have like their own little ecologies to them. You know, people live and die on those ships out there. And finally, the spike, and that's the lower section of Epsilon Station that descends from the the core. And there's all kinds of crazy stuff down there. It's kind of like an untamed west of of Absalon Station. There's rumors of like crazy creatures that stalk around down there. You got sections like the Puddles and uh, Sparks neighborhoods. Uh, Sparks is where you live. Puddles is, I think, a place that Chiskis mentioned has a lot of gang activity. Yeah, yeah. Those are the five main sections of Absalon Station. I, Ring, Arms, Armada, and Spike. This has been Get to Know Absalon Station on <laughs> News Channel Zero. <laughs> love it. Okay. Great. So that, that's helpful. Thank you. No problem. Uh, one of the things I love about the incident at Absalon Station guidebook uh, for the, the adventure path is it has like five or six pages just about the station. And it goes into like people and places and things. It's great. I really love our setting. <laughs> so anytime you have a question, I want to read it so badly. So also, you, can, can I say, can I say, I really like that it's vague and it says an incident at Absalom Station. And it's not like 
the Wormwood Mutiny, where it's like, oh, well, I guess we're going to mutiny. There's an incident that happens here. Yes. Yeah, no. I guess I know that. Maybe the incident already happened. Maybe the incident was Dervor Creel's death. I mean, I mean, I would imagine so. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't think it ever says the incident is blank in the book. <laughs> I think you're pretty. This, right this what you're reading is the incident. Okay, so you guys get to Dervo Creel's apartment um, using the data pad. You're able to just unlock the door, like it, the key card is kind of oh, wow. like in the computer. It's a small unit. It seemed like the dwarf Creel led a fairly austere lifestyle. The apartment it has just a few pieces of furniture. A small kitchen, a bedroom, a wash closet, and that's about it. <laughs> a little more than that. Um, here and there, there are signs that he, he lived here for maybe eight here and slept here. There's like a pile of clothes in the corner, a, a, a stack of printed out papers uh, on the kitchen counter, and a small pyramid of Blitzer beer drink cans that sit atop the trash compactor. Are they empty? They are empty and they're like stacked up like a sculpture made of beer cans but but they're they're just above the compactor right yeah it's literally made into a pyramid above them okay okay so Um, so like like an aesthetically pleasing pyramid or just yeah there's some that are like knocked on the ground he's not perfect no one is come on okay i understand understand. can we ask more questions about the pyramid Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! All right, Alindra. Alindra walks up to the printed um, stack of printed papers and starts reading them. Sure. Um, give me a culture check. Oh gosh. Seems like oh wow, fifteen. Pretty good dice roll. Uh, yeah, so, I've got a plus one to that too. And you're yeah, you're a smart cookie. It's a lot of very technical paperwork. It looks like <laughs> reading through it, you see some items, a lot of legal notices. Some of them are related to a a, a mining consortium that it seems Dervor Creel owns stock in, uh, called the Hard Scrabble Collective. Um, some of the other papers look like they are from a lawyer's office, and that the top it's got you know stationary that says harvey smythe and it's just x's and z's it's nothing but x's and z's <laughs> um is there a like a data pad or a a mechanism on the door that says whether or not he's taken any visitors or had any anyone calling for him that is something that you can hack the the door unit uh for i'm gonna try to do that if you have computer skill Right, so a 19 on the die is pretty darn good. Plus seven. Yeah, it looks like the last time the door was opened was uh, days ago. It doesn't hold that much data uh, besides that. It looks like the only access code granted to it uh, that's opened this door in its entire memory is the one that's in his data pad. So it was probably him. Okay, well, it looks like the only person who's been here is Creel. Yeah. So there's no, no crazy guests or anything. Maybe he left another data pad or something that had to do with our mission. Um, I have a question for maybe Nack knows this um, since he knows the underworld so well. Um, is there any potential link between this uh, hard scrabble collective mining consortium that this guy had stock in and these gangs? Can I roll a culture check for that? Uh... A great question. Uh, go ahead and make a culture check about hard scrabble collective. So I have rolled a 10. Now five I'm... plus five. Five plus five. 
Um, I also, if there's underworld connections, I get a minus five to mm-hmm. the other roll, and I have my expertise die that I'm about to roll, which I rolled oh, a five wins. on, so I've got a fifteen. Drew, versus... what is your obsession with fives? Uh, great question. <laughs> great question. Yeah, so this is just like general information about mining companies in Absalon Station, but you you have heard of the the, the collective, the Hard Scrabble collective before, believe it or not. It works out of the diaspora, the um, uh, scattered planetoids and asteroids, uh, like the asteroid belt in the the packed worlds in between, I think, Eox and Akaton. I might be wrong about that. It doesn't really have like a single base of operations in the station, but it seems like maybe some of them work out in the Armada uh, from ships in the Armada. So like all the ships that are outside of Absalom Station. Yeah, these guys are, uh, they work out of a lot of places. The diaspora, you can barely call a, can barely call a planet, let alone a smattering of planetoids. There's all so much stuff hidden out there that you just don't know. Uh, it, it's hard to say. But if they're um, operating in the, the diaspora, I'm not sure they're operating on the level. We should keep you searching. also know with a 15 that the Hearts Crabble Collective calls itself a clan, you know, even more than like a business venture, they seem very connected, you know, almost familial, even though they are not indeed one single family. There's humans, there's dwarves, androids, Yusoki in the collective. But uh, yeah, it seems like a very tight knit group. Um, on the papers, if you continue to look, it there seems to be some legal paperwork from this uh, this law office that looks like it, it might be some kind of you know final paperwork on a, a lawsuit between the Hard Scrabble Collective and another company. And th- they're relating to, like, work-related death of uh, someone, and it says the name is Gloretta Creel. <gasps> oh, that's a name we know. Yep, yep, last name, uh, same as Duravor. Oh, no. The defendant, uh, the other mining company listed in the legal documents is Astral Extractions. Can I do a culture check to see if I know anything about that? Astral Extractions. Yeah, go ahead. We're finding all kinds of stuff about fun miners. <laughs> culture checks, culture checks. People know stuff. So, unlike the Hard Scrabble Collective, which is maybe more in Nack's purview of, of understanding, uh, with your culture check, you know very well Astral Extractions is like the big guy. It's the powerful mining conglomerate that has... There's definitely a business office on Absalom Station. You probably have seen them before on your home planet, on on Versys. And most of their mining is also out in the diaspora. The uh, rocky moons and outer planets out there. The name of that that company is what? Astral Extractions. Astral Extractions. Mm-hmm. It's a little on the nose, doesn't it? Oops. But yeah, this this is a this is like a huge corporation. Um, is there any way that we can identify the Gloretta Creel person that is apparently dead? Um, yes, a, a culture check to recall information about them. That is anybody got culture as a skill? Oh boy, it's not a class. Uh, it's not a class skill for me. Knack, <laughs> what did you roll? What did you roll, Drew? <laughs> Uh, Nack rolled a 15 plus 5 for a 20, uh, and again, I can also add a little, uh, little culture no. to that. English. Only a 1 this time, only a 1. 21. Yeah, so, I mean, you might be getting this from all sources, looking at the papers, maybe you had some, some general information about Creel and, like, the name sticks in your head. 
Loretta Creel was, was a minor and very outspoken, kind of like labor rights activists. And uh, looking at these papers, it seems like, yeah, they died in a, uh, she died in a mining accident off off station, like on a, on a rock somewhere. Um, and can, it, it can, does seem like there's a familial relation, same last name, uh, to Durabor, either a cousin or maybe a second cousin. Can Andis make a search on the, um, on the interwebs as mm-hmm. to whether or not um, there are any rumors about a connection between I've, I've just forgotten Loretta yeah Loretta's name Loretta's death Loretta's death and yeah uh, it's, and the it's Loretta extraction Loretta's death go ahead and make a computers check for me skill check and then I, I swear if you roll 25 okay good good good, good. <laughs> only at 22 so you're able to pull up you know if you're taking like the maximum amount of time on this computer check Maybe some some news stories about the the accident, and it was just a freak mining accident. It seems the Hard Scrabble Collective was hired, kind of like subcontracted by Astral Extractions, you know, to do some mining work. Very freak accident uh, that caused uh, Glorietta's death. And then there's like another article you're able to pull up about a lawsuit between the two companies regarding unsafe work conditions. You know, pretty boilerplate kind of minor activity. Can I can I take twenty to get like download everything? Well, yeah, conspiracy theories on this. Like, <laughs> like, like I would like to know. I would like to know all sorts that of things. Hole, <laughs> since there's no and since there's no like chance of failure on this, I would just like to like really dig into this and really understand it. Yeah. So I mean. You can take all the time that you want while everyone's searching around the apartment here, but it doesn't seem like that big of a story. Like, I don't want to okay. belittle the death, but it, it it really does seem like there's not that much attention okay. so, drawn to okay. it. So, so, right, so what else was... Just a few news stories. Can't hear you when everyone's talking over each other. Oh, sorry. I said, uh, so just a few news stories. Yep, yep. Just, just the two, really. Okay. Rebecca, you had a question? I was just going to try to move on. <laughs> because I don't think we're <laughs> going to find anything here. Um, so I was wondering what else was in the apartment when we walked in. We found the stack of papers, and there was a stack of beer cans. Is that right? Beer cans and dirty clothes. Doesn't look like it's uh, that, that lived in. Dirty <laughs> clothes. Can can we dig through the dirty clothes and see if there's anything like any, yeah, any dig, pockets? Dig or... through his dirty clothes? Yeah, maybe there are some things in his pockets. Okay, yeah. So you, you We should all take a look around. In the bottom of a really really dirty filled uh, pair of pants is uh, what looks to be a journal. <gasps> oh. And uh, that's what you find, Alindra. Awesome. Alright, I take back my criticism about looking through what's dirty clothes. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> right. Yeah, shows what, and you're, yeah, shows what you know. Alindra, what's yeah. it say? Alright, can I read the journal? Yep. Uh, first page, it says to be continued. Oh! oh! Again. That's what you get. <laughs> you, you, just, you, you gave me that one. You're <laughs> You gave it to me. We should. Um, that's all the time, time we have this episode of in investigation. Scooby Doo Inc. My favorite episode is the soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Where is your dice rolls now? That's what I want to know. Hope you guys had a great time. I had a great time. I love. I love chiskis. And if oh, you love chiskis, is the best. Please. I love chiclets. Tell us how you think it's spelled. Oh, very <laughs> Only good. if you don't know. It, Spell it out however you want. Michael Chiklis uh, was so good on the yeah. shield. 
we will. That's a great point, Drew. That's a great point. Yeah. I, uh, I will, what you got, Tyler? Oh, I was gonna say I will personally congratulate everybody who <laughs> tweets a box of so Tex Mix to you. I'm saying to, it wrong to, on purpose. <laughs> yeah, no. If you tweet a box of Tex Mix to at Cosmic Crit, I will. I will personally. Oh, we'll figure out. We'll figure out yeah, a prize yeah, that, that for is, anybody. That is that. a great. That is a great point. I will retweet anybody. <laughs> Who, who tweets a box of Chex Mix, Chex Mix. to uh, at Cosmic Crit. Yeah, that's going to get a like. That's going to, I mean, who knows? Is the I'm sorry, guys. Legal has just informed me. We have to mention that we are sponsored by Chex Mix. This episode. Uh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I was trying to the find delicious that snack. If you like dry cracker like stuff, <laughs> grab grab a box of Chex Mix. You know, you know well, who it, loves it, Chex like, Honestly, you know who loves Chex Mix probably more than anybody else? Michael Chickless. Michael Chickless loves Chex Mix. Chickless's Chex Mix is who sponsors us this week. It's uh, Michael Chickless's Chex Mix. Pretty sure he calls it Chex Mix. Um, you know, years ago, Edris was going through a really hard time. And I know something that really got him through that hard time was eating several boxes of Chex Mix at a single sitting. Thank really, God. It really helped bring his, you know, it helped remind him that. It's the little things that we have to appreciate, like Chex Mix. It, I'm just sad. Big things are going wrong. A little bit. It's all <laughs> about what's inside. It's air. Chex. <laughs> Anytime you guys want me to, to to stop this, just tag out. I've oh, wanted I'm I'm this to end for a while. I'm now. just sad that Patrick is going to cut all of this out. <laughs> no, he's not. This is where the gold is, okay? I'm gonna. It's <laughs> none of that was gold. We've I'm been already... digging that for was three so hours. gold. We no. just found guys, the gold. Guys, it's not gold. It's the golden corn God, flavor. In the turn. <laughs> I want to bring it. Bring it right back. Bring it right back. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys for for the rousing discussion, the great game, and I cannot wait to keep playing next week. Episode five coming at you. Uh, everyone, say goodnight, everybody. Good night, everybody. I can't wait for next week. We're going to have some fun. Woo-woo. Hi there, Rebecca, who plays Alindra here. And I've got Drew... With Hello. me, who plays Knack. And we went to Dragon Con this year, as we do every year, because it's great fun. And it's been a bit of a different Dragon Con. We're actually halfway through right now. Um, but it's been an, a little bit different from years previous because we actually have a reason to go to the tabletop RPG area. <laughs> Imagine which is that. unusual for us. Yeah. <laughs> so we've spent quite a bit of time down there. I want to start by talking about a couple of the panels that we went to. So we went to um, a Paizo panel and a Starfinder-specific panel. They were one right after each other. And Jason Bowman, the director of game design, and Eric Mona, the chief creative officer and publisher of Paizo, led both of these two panels. It was really cool. What were some of the highlights for you, Drew? Yeah, so some of the stuff that they were talking about was uh, was known. Uh, of course, the out of stockedness of just about everything <laughs> Starfinder related right now uh, going to happen for another month and a half at least. But one of the coolest things that that they showed was the Alien Archive, which is the new book that is coming out later this year. It, the the to Every 
creature gets a two-page spread. And one of the coolest things that they showed was that if it is a sentient creature or sentient alien, they already have the sort of stat block and rules for this character, creature, whatever, alien. So you can actually play as that. They have all of the the regulations to make these player characters and not just NPCs. So if you wanted to be a sentient brain with tentacles and a gun, you have the stat block to do that come September, which is awesome. Yeah, I learned that they are just as obsessed with contemplatives as we are. (laughs) Um, The like floating brain things. Of course really they are. Why would they not be? Um, <laughs> and uh, the other side of that is that the Alien Archive looks like it's going to be a yearly release. So next year we'll have Alien Archive Volume 2 and potentially Volume 3 the year after that, so on and so forth. So this one is a little smaller than your typical Pathfinder bestiary book, but with more detailed information and bigger art and the promise of more to come, which is very cool. Uh, the other side of that, they, they talked a bit about stuff that's already been announced. Um, nothing too information or too new there, but they did tease a super secret book that's coming out in summer of next year. We have no idea what it is. We know it's not tied to the first adventure path that we'll still be releasing by that point but that it is going to be very cool, and we have no idea what it is, but it's summer, so awesome. Very exciting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, um, the last thing that I think is super interesting about the full Paizo panel, which is Pathfinder and Starfinder, and just the Starfinder panel, is that the Starfinder panel had more people in it than the full Paizo panel, <laughs> which I thought was pretty interesting. Well, and even in the Paizo panel, like... There were obviously some Pathfinder fans, and they were really excited about certain things about Pathfinder that they were announcing were coming out and things like that. But whenever Starfinder was mentioned, it got a round of applause. People are really excited about this game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So that's, I think, it for panels. We should probably switch focus to the other thing that we got to do at DragonCon. Yeah, so we started as soon as we got to Dragon Con. The first thing we did was go to the tabletop RPG area. We went to the Pathfinder Society section, which is also Starfinder Society, and played through a demo of Starfinder Society. So we only got through part of a mission, I think. We played for about an hour and a half, I think. It was a little bit, um, yeah. But it was maybe two. I can't remember the the full. Yeah, so a couple of hours, but I don't think we finished the mission exactly. But we got to um, try our hand at starship combat, which was a lot of fun um, and really interesting and very different from what I kind of expected it to be. Um, I'm... I haven't been like reading up on it and things like that. So maybe other people have a little more idea of how it works, but um, yeah. I found it really interesting and uh, sort of fascinating, but also a little bit frustrating actually, because <laughs> I was playing as my Solarian. Uh, well, not my Solarian as the pre-gen, the pre-gen Solarian. Solarian. I found it a little frustrating because I was like, I know how my character works, but she really is not very useful. Well, it was a he. Um, he's really not very useful on the ship because there wasn't a ship role that really was seemed right for my stats as a character. And I, I, I felt a little useless. I was playing a gunner and not rolling very well. And <laughs> my stats were not helping because I don't have any decks. <laughs> and, well, um, yes, I will, I will talk about that. We'll talk about the second time that we got to play. But I, I was playing an Envoy pre-gen uh, and I kept in the main game 
rolling for things that I know that Knack has stats in, but that <laughs> the 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 pregen did not. So I was getting frustrated that my expertise die wasn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was really referring to the fact that with Starship Combat, I couldn't just... I couldn't use my Solarian abilities. Like, they had no bearing on on the starship combat part of it you know like i i tend to want to go and just slash at things and it's a little frustrating that i can't do that (laughs) you know out in space against the spaceship so i I will say if the main what we have played so far of starfinder is more on the side of star wars the starship combat is definitely more on the side of star trek Uh, movement is very important uh, positioning your ship is very important and in ways that you don't really think about too much. Uh, like I, I think in standard combat, we are like basically, okay, we run up, we get to a point where we can attack an enemy and we attack the enemy until it's dead. But in starship combat, it doesn't really work out that way there. You gotta, you gotta move around and, and everybody's moving and it's much more of a mobile thing. Uh, well, and it's a it's a lot more team tactics. I think we we anyway tend to kind of do our own thing in combat. Like, mm-hmm. well, Edris is going to go over here, and Alindra's going to go over here. Ramy's um, going to shoot we, somebody we that's not involved in the bit. combat. Right. I mean, we talk a little <laughs> bit, but it's not like we have to be on the same page. But with Starship Combat, the whole crew kind of has to be on the same page. You know, like we all contribute to. All right. So where is the pilot going to move next? And um, how can we as a team really um, get in a position that we can do we, um, all yeah. play our roles effectively? Do we want to energize the shields or energize the weapons? Or boost yeah, and the- it's it's all for the same for the same purpose, you know. And um, actually, speaking of starships, one of the things that the Paizo guys mentioned was that they really want the starship itself to be almost like a character in the in the party uh, with a name and everything. And in in our games, we. Our starships had names. Um, in the second one, we got to name it ourselves, which was yeah, kind of fun. Yeah, cool. um, Yeah, much like so. the Enterprise or the Millennium Falcon or... Or the Firefly or the, or the, the Serenity, Serenity, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, I also want to throw out in our first game, we actually got to play with a listener of the show, John, who was an awesome dude and a really great player. Uh, we had a really good time. Yeah, it was it was fun. There was a good mix of role play and just trying to learn Starfinder. Of course, with with both of our groups, the GMs were not super familiar with Starfinder either. I mean, it's a brand new game, you know. Yeah. Um, we just none of us have had a whole lot of experience with it, so I think that we were all kind of trying to figure out like what are the rules, how do we play this, <laughs> so. It'll be interesting to play again next year when we've all had a year under our belts with with the rules in the game. Yeah. Uh, so I will. We also uh, the next morning got up super early, which for Dragon Con is difficult. <laughs> but uh, we made it to an actual uh, Starfinder Society playthrough of a full, I guess, campaign module, whatever you want to call. It. I, I don't I know what's a this... quest or a mission. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we actually uh, played different characters at that point, and we played with a, a wonderful group of people, a family of four, and uh, and us as, as two pre-gen characters and another guy who had just created his character that morning on the Starfighter Society site. And it was, uh, I ended up playing the Obazaya, the, uh, the Vesk soldier. Uh, yeah, which... and I played Raya, the Technomancer. It was a lot of fun, and it's actually really fun to shoot uh, magic missiles. You don't have to roll for hit for those; they automatically hit. It's great. Yeah, that <laughs> was it. Was fun. It was fun. 
but uh, it was it was it was a really cool experience there and also a little frustrating just not knowing enough about how this different character plays and switching into okay i can roll this for for culture nope can't do that i can roll this uh sense book nope Nope, not going to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, going back to Starship Combat, though, I was saying earlier that I felt like my Solarian couldn't really plug in in a meaningful way, but I felt totally differently about my Technomancer because she was really good at com- computers and engineering. Um, so she was an excellent uh, science officer because that really relies on computer skill. Yeah, and it, I was a, a gunner in that second one, and I don't want to spoil anything about either of these fights. I will say that the two... Uh, starship fights we had were very similar in some ways, but very different. One was very much a one-on-one tense experience where everything is pretty straightforward and what we what your goal was. The other was uh, more of a thought process. How do we go about this? What is the what is the the order of operations for for how we need to attack this target? And it was uh, very 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 different, very fascinating and. I will also say we had a weapon that had limited ammo and we failed so many of those rolls. It was so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, we rolled really low on both games, actually. Not just us, our entire table, <laughs> yeah. which I think made it harder. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was that was about it. Uh, again, I want to say more, but I don't want to spoil spoil the experience for anybody that out, out there that might be doing Starfinder Society content. So, so no spoilers yeah. story-wise for you guys. Except well, and for- we are we are only halfway through Dragon Con, so we still have today. And one of the things that we're planning to go to today is Celebrity Starfinder. Um, and Jason is going to be leading that game um, as GM, which should be really interesting. Yeah. Having the lead game designer from um, <laughs> from Paizo leading the game um, with a panel of celebrity guests. So I have no idea who is going to be at the table, um, but it should be really interesting. He talked about killing characters and things. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. We'll report to see. back on that. Yeah, we'll, we might be live tweeting it, although this is going to go up after it's all over anyway. So go back and check our Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with that, we are going to round out uh, another crit bit. We got to get a better name for that. So we'll see you next time, Starfinders. Yeah. You've been listening to Cosmic Crit. If you like what you hear and want to know more, find us online at CosmicCrit.com. Follow us online at Cosmic Crit on the Twitter and the Instagram. Or send us an email at CosmicCrit at gmail.com. Our theme music is Epic Song by the band Alpha Brutal. You can find them online at alphabrutal.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, may all your crits be Cosmic Crits. Cosmic Crit.